the Vatican's foreign policy towards China. Is it a success or is it a dreadful failure? Let's talk about it on this Catholic Corner. Welcome to the Theory to Action podcast, where we examine the timeless treasures of wisdom from the great books in less time to help you take action immediately and ultimately to create and lead a flourishing life. Now, here's your host, David Kaiser. Hello, I am David, and welcome back to another Catholic Corner, that special segment where we focus on faith and morals, where we take our Catholic faith out of the corner of the proverbial room and bring it to the center of our lives. And we bring it to the center of our lives so that it becomes part of our heart, our minds, and our souls as we continually work on ourselves. And to quote that famous passage from Matthew's gospel, to love the God, to love God with all of our hearts, with all of our souls, and with all of our minds which is exactly what he asked of us. So let us apply that same vigor today to the people of China and the Vatican's foreign policy towards China. Chinese people in desperate need of the truth of their situation, in desperate need certainly of spiritual truths of God. So it is with deep concern that we have gotten news of the 91-year-old Cardinal Joseph Zen being hospitalized in Hong Kong. His health deteriorated upon his return from attending Pope Benedict's XVI's funeral back in Rome some three or some four weeks ago. Now, Cardinal Zen just released a statement He said, in part, you have not heard from me as I have been staying in the hospital, but please rest assured, Hong Kong's most senior doctors are taking care of me. Now, according to the Catholic News Agency, Zen shared the update on his health in a blog post titled Letter to Inmates. The retired cardinal has dedicated his time over the past 10 years to prison ministry in Hong Kong, and he's actually baptized several prisoners. Now, he went on to say, do not forget that we will never be separated in prayer, he wrote to the inmates. I will continue to pray for you, and please remember me in your prayers. So I appeal to you, the listeners, please pray for Cardinal Joseph Zen's health. Now, you might remember for a long time, some six or seven years, Pope Francis would not meet with Cardinal Zen. But they finally did meet privately after Benedict XVI's funeral just last month. And we don't know what was said, but hopefully Pope Francis would have asked about the authentic Catholic Church in China. And hopefully Pope Francis gains a newer and a deeper understanding and appreciation for the Chinese Catholic Church. And it's not that state-supported and propped-up church that the communist government continually tries to prop up, tries to validate, 
tries to create out of whole cloth. Now, right now, the current Vatican foreign policy towards the largest country in the world is a wreck. It's a shoddy foreign policy. It lacks any direction. And frankly, it's a betrayal of the authentic and genuine Catholic Church in China. Now, we talked about this terrible terrible agreement back in May of 2022 in Catholic Corner number eight, so be sure to check that out. But let us unpack this a little bit further to understand the complex history of China and the Vatican's foreign policy. First, we would do well to gather some facts, and here's some we've run down. Number one, the Chinese government once it gained full control of the country after the Civil War. Mao Zedong was the Chinese communist brutal, and I mean brutal, dictator. He broke off diplomatic relations with the Holy See, the political and diplomatic arm of the Vatican city-state. China then set up this Catholic Patriotic Association which tries to mirror the authentic and genuine Catholic Church in China. The Vatican, rightly so, never has recognized this organization. Now, during the rise of Hong Kong, because it was a special area under British government rule, the Vatican worked through this area and appointed bishops and cardinals to continue to appeal for religious freedom within China. Now. Obviously, this is a simplistic view, and there's certainly things that are more nuanced. But just to give an overall framework and to keep it simple, these are the main facts. Now, the Catholic Church has a major moral voice on the world stage. That voice was exercised with great effectiveness by St. John Paul II in his home country, especially of Poland in the late 1970s and throughout the 1980s. Pope Francis has remained silent in the face of credible evidence of the Chinese Communist Party, the CCP, and its ongoing imprisonment of Muslim Uyghurs. In addition, Pope Francis has remained silent on many horrific practices that are happening in China such as forced abortions, sterilizations, along with organ harvesting. This is not to mention the political silencing of many of the church's authentic bishops, as well as imprisoning of those bishops. As examples, we talked about Cardinal Zen. He is going through a political show trial right now. In addition to him, bishops... Joseph Zhang, who ran the Catholic seminary without the CCP's approval. The Zhejiang province bishop, Peter Shao, who pushed back against CCP indoctrination. And the Hebei province bishop, Julius Jia, who pushed back against the CCP, preventing children to know and learn about Christianity. These are all travesties. 
and the church's moral voice under Pope Francis has gone silent. The Holy Father should come out and speak directly and clearly to the Chinese leadership about these infringements. They are his bishops. They are the church's bishops. They are Jesus Christ's bishops. Pope Francis must show courage in the face of this communism. Oh, and it should be mentioned here that because Hong Kong had religious freedom in the late 1970s under Pope Paul VI, and then especially under St. John Paul II, both of these popes worked with what became the underground church within China. They worked hard to establish new bishops. They vetted those bishops, made sure they were good and holy men. They tried as best as possible to see to the spiritual and physical needs of the flock in China. John Paul II certainly didn't cower behind archaic policies when addressing the Soviet government, and especially about his bishops. And now, now comes this dreadful power-sharing agreement from all the way back in 2018, which just made things turn for a worse. For worse. Now, this power-sharing agreement started in 2018. It lasted two years. It was horrific. But then, it's just now gotten more horrific. Like I said, it started in 2018. It was, it lasted for two years and then it was renewed in October of 2020 for a second time. And you couldn't believe it. When you heard it, you could not believe it. But then you tried to rationalize and you said, well, it's right in the middle of COVID. Even though it's, it's hurting the Chinese people, they're in extreme lockdown. Not much we can do. Okay, let's, let's, you know, let's work with what we got. But then just again, now, just last year, October of 22, it was renewed a third time. Just terrible. Horrific, in fact. Three times this has been renewed, and it's just bad. All the way around, it's bad. It's such a betrayal of Cardinal Zen and the true Chinese Catholic Church, and it's been ongoing now for six years. So that's a whole backstory. And we turn to Cardinal Zen, what we said in the beginning, the 91-year-old Catholic Cardinal, he's been arrested. But way back in 2017, just before the agreement was given approval, Cardinal Joseph Zen appealed, directly appealed to the Holy Father, to Pope Francis. He asked for an in-person meeting in Rome. Pope Francis could not meet with him. No meeting was ever held. Now, finally, they just met a month ago. But from 2017 to January of 2023, no meeting was held. Now, we know that Pope Francis doesn't see the China question the same as Cardinal Zen sees the China question. 
But for six years to not meet with a principal cardinal from the representative area and to hear his views about the agreement, that's a real problem, especially, especially when you're in a place of leadership. Leaders hear all kind of different viewpoints. They take in all that information and then they make a decision to purposely not hear viewpoints just shows a real lack of leadership, a real lack of maturity. Now in 2019, after the first agreement was approved, the two men couldn't have met because Pope Francis refused to meet with them. When that happened, Cardinal Zen then put out this quick short book. It's only 153 pages to explain the authentic Chinese Catholic church position and even more so to appeal for an understanding of how to help the local Chinese church. Now, as an aside, we talked about Jimmy Lai on these on this uh, on this podcast, especially in the Liberty Minute, the great Hong Konger and his advocacy for democratic and religious rights with religious rights within Hong Kong. So please know that Jimmy Lai and Cardinal Zen by 2019 had become very good friends. They were fighting on the same side and they were fighting together for the good guys. But let us go to Cardinal Zen's book, For the Love of My People, written back in 2019, because it does a great job explaining the position. Now, the full title is For the Love of My People, I Will Not Remain Silent on the Situation of the Church in China. So let's go to the book for the first pull quote. The fact is that many bishops and priests took part in the celebration and the celebration of the 50th anniversary of the first illegitimate Episcopal ordination, as if the Pope's letter had never been written. During the meeting with the Pope, with Cardinal Bertone present, I said, it is all the fault of Ostpolitik, the willingness on the part of the Holy See to yield has encouraged the Chinese government to be more and more arrogant. At this point, Pope Benedict told Cardinal Bertone, Do you remember, with respect to Ostpolitik, John Paul II said, Enough? And the celebration Cardinal Zen was referring to is was the Chinese Communist 50th anniversary celebration of their first illegitimate Episcopal ordination, which took place at the end of 2008. The Pope at that time was Pope Benedict XVI. And Cardinal Bertone had just replaced Cardinal Angelo Sedano as Secretary of State. Now, the letter that was referenced from Pope Benedict to Catholics within China, largely that letter was ignored by the Chinese government. And just as happenstance, there was poor translations of Pope Benedict's letter to the Chinese Catholics, which hurt the effort and the power of the letter to become something better 
for the Chinese underground church. Now, the Ospolitik that Pope Benedict references in that quote was the widely held foreign policy of the Vatican and for many Western governments. And the main thrust of this foreign policy is to continue to play nice with communists all over the world. And in fact, that's the problem with the Pope Francis Chinese deal. It is the reverse of the successes achieved under John Paul II. John Paul II's papacy annihilated this foreign policy view for being the failure that it was. And John Paul II led the church in a much different direction. And the fact that Pope Benedict references Os Politik in this meeting with Cardinal Zen in 2008 must mean that Pope Benedict was afraid there was too much backsliding within his own advisors and his own policy gurus on the Chinese church's situation. Let's go back to the book. It is dangerous to start with a desire for an outcome no matter what. If the other party does not accept any compromise and wants us to give in completely, can we do it? No. Sometimes we have to recognize that it is not possible to reach an acceptable outcome. If that is the case, we must humbly acknowledge the momentary momentary failure of dialogue, hoping that in the future the situation might allow us to restart it. For the time being, let us do what we can, namely to strengthen the faith. When we start from a position of weakness, we are already doomed to fail. All packs at the end of the war are unfair because there are winners and losers. In recent years, the almost unrestricted desire for dialogue to reach an outcome has weakened our church in China. We cannot rule out the danger of deception. The Chinese are masters at playing with words. The gentlemen in the Vatican are no match. Moreover, for the communists, there is no truth. Truth is what is needed for the success of the party. On December 31st, 2015, I wrote on my blog, what will 2016 bring to the church in China? The doubts and anxiety of that time have not diminished, but rather have increased. And now I ask, what does the near future have in store for the church in China? Once in a while, a chorus of elated voices tells us that a positive outcome can be expected from a long and arduous dialogue between China and the Vatican. And finally, just one last segment from this book. Aren't the gentlemen in the Vatican saying that the purpose of an agreement is to favor the evangelization of a great nation? Let them remember the communist power is not eternal. If today they go along with a regime, tomorrow our church will not be welcome for the rebuilding of the new China. Right now, the whole world sees the state of religious freedom in China go from bad to worse. Can we hope to gain something from coming to terms with this government? When I say that it's almost like hoping that St. Joseph can get something out of talking with Herod. I am not joking. And again, this book was written back in 2019. 
for the love of my people by Cardinal Joseph Zen. Now, before the second approval of the Vatican-China deal, and and then we would have that third approval just back in October of 2022, here is the main thrust of this Catholic corner. You know, there's been a lot of ink spilled about the betrayal of the Jewish people prior to and during World War II by the Vatican hierarchy. There's false claims. Many people have written books out there. There's false claims of Pope Pius XII being Hitler's Pope. And nothing, nothing could be further from the truth. And we have all the details about that time period. Pope Pius XII certainly was not Hitler's Pope. In fact, he did much, much to push back against Hitler and to prevent his policies. We can walk through all the details about how that is a false claim. And perhaps we will do a Catholic quarter on this topic. No, in fact, we will do another Catholic corner to completely bring out the truth on all this mischief and lies around the notion of Hitler's Pope. But I'm sorry to say the appearances of Pope Francis entering into not one, not two, but three consecutive agreements with the Chinese communist government does not look good, does not look good at all. In fact, it's quite damning. The truth might be that Pope Francis might just be dubbed Chairman Z's Pope for the Chinese president. And let's pause here because the gravity of that statement becomes deep. And that is certainly a distressing and morbid thought because of all the horrific things the Chinese government has done and continues to do to the Chinese people. But the facts are piling up. Those facts are piling up against the church and the church remaining silent and staying in this agreement. And it's not getting any better. And if the facts come out years later and they line up to China doing something similar to what the German Nazis had done in World War II, it will be utterly damning for the church. And Pope Francis will be to blame. He should get out of this agreement as soon as possible. We recommend Holy Father respectfully get out of the agreement. We know the facts eventually will come out. The truth always wins. Now, since 2018, neither Beijing nor the Vatican has appointed bishops without agreement from the other side. And now we just learn in November of 2022, just some three months ago, that the Vatican objected and accused Beijing of violating this power-sharing agreement. Huh? What happened? Again, according to press reports, Chinese officials installed a Catholic bishop as a leader of a diocese unrecognized by Rome. Now that just adds the move 
that just adds to the move that it broke down the 2018 initial agreement. And it broke down that spirit of dialogue between both parties. Now, the details are always very slow coming out from these high-level agreements. But what we can tell is Western media is saying that China broke the agreement, especially when it held a ceremony on Thursday in the southeastern city of Nangchang to install Bishop Joseph Peng Wazeho as auxiliary bishop of the Xinjiang a diocese that is not recognized by the Vatican. Now, Bishop Pang had been ordained as a bishop with Vatican approval, but as the leader of another jurisdiction, the Diocese of Yu Wang. Now we have the Vatican admitting that the Chinese officials are not playing fair. Imagine that. Chinese communists not playing fair. Seems kind of crazy, right? Like the Chinese communists never lie, they never play unfair, they never lie about a virus coming out of their country, they never help the world community to do anything about it. Hmm. Sounds kind of strange. Sounds kind of out of character for them. But let's pivot back to Cardinal Zen, who was just sentenced three months ago, who was convicted of failing to register a fund providing aid to the anti-government protesters in Hong Kong. As Cardinal Zen told a prayer meeting in Hong Kong last May, the Vatican may have acted out of good faith, but they have made an unwise decision. Now, back in 2020, Cardinal Zen flew to Rome in a desperate attempt to see the Holy Father and have him reconsider the deal in China. And again, Pope Francis would not meet with him. And that's strange because Cardinal Zen, like we've said so many times, has first-hand knowledge, first-hand knowledge of how the communists work, how they think. But this all falls into a similar scheme. Cardinals Burke and others who have tried to visit the Pope on various situations and issues have only been turned away and told the Holy Father was too busy to see many of his own cardinals. Now, he will find time, certainly he will find time to grant audiences with celebrities such as Leonardo DiCaprio and certainly visits from the anti-Catholic Catholic U.S. President Joe Biden and the anti-Catholic Catholic Speaker of the House, then Nancy Pelosi. This Pope has found much time to speak with people he agrees with. And the rest of the world is picking up on his theme, including those in his own church. Now, in a recent excellent book, Calming the Storm, which we have shared here, Father Gerald Murray agrees that the Vatican has to get out of this China deal as soon as possible. He says in part, I believe the Holy See's treatment of the Chinese Communist government is wrong, mistaken, and has caused lots of problems for the faithful in China and elsewhere. It is something that Joseph Cardinal Zen has complained about and condemned, but to no avail, in terms of influencing the policy of the Holy See and the Pope. 
I think it is a remarkable lack of consistency to talk about religious freedom and the rights of people to follow their conscious, conscious, and yet sign an agreement giving a government which violates the rights of conscious and religious freedom, gives a role in the selection of Chinese Catholic bishops, and the persecution of Uyghur Muslims in China has also largely been uncommented on by the Pope or the Holy See. He goes on to say, Certainly treating communist governments as potential cooperative partners is always a mistake in my opinion. Because communism is essentially a criminal enterprise to install people in power who use the rhetoric of solidarity or economic equality to oppress and terrorize their people and then use their power to exalt themselves and engage in nefarious activities overseas. Think of Cuba. Witnessing to Christ and his truth is what the communist governments need, along with the people who live under them, the heroic witness of Pope John Paul II when he was Archbishop of Krakow, would be the model for me on how to deal with communist governments. You're aware of who they are and what they are. They do not have a common person, common purpose with Christians. They are not interested in human freedom and fulfillment. They are not interested in coming to a deeper knowledge of God's truth. And they are certainly not interested in human rights because they violate them all the time and justify it in saying it serves the interest of the Communist Party. Well said, Father Murray. Very, very well said. Again, those were quotes for Gathering the Storm. Those were quotes from Calming the Storm, the book written by Father Gerald Murray last year. Very, very good book. Highly, highly recommend it. Now, regarding this book written by Cardinal Zen, For the Love of My People, here's some wonderful endorsements from some of the experts in this field who can be trusted. Joseph Cardinal Zen, born in Shanghai and a former seminary teacher in mainland China, offers rare insights into the past and present condition of China's suffering church. In this timely book, Zen asserts that a terrifying scenario is unfolding now in China. That was Anthony Clark, Ph.D., professor of China's Catholic history at the Whitworth University. And then Father George Rutler, author, Calm and Chaos, Catholic Wisdom for Anxious Times, says this, Cardinal Zen's unadored, unadorned eloquence reveals a patient silence like a lamb before its shears during many years of suffering, at the same time as the prophet said, for Jerusalem's sake, I will not remain quiet. And so does Cardinal Zen say for China, I will not remain quiet. So two very good quotes right there. So in today's Catholic Corner, I hate to be depressing, especially after we have lost Pope Benedict XVI, and the Cardinal George Pell, and Catholic journalist George Newmeyer, in just the last month. But my heart breaks, and hopefully yours does too, for the true, authentic, and genuine Catholic Church in China, 
and for all those people who have been falsely imprisoned. So many political prisoners, such as Jimmy Lai and Joseph Cardinal Zen, who we talked about at length today, as well as many others. May we pray for those within China who are in these horrible re-education camps, especially the Muslim Uyghurs, who by all reports are facing horrible torture situations. And may we pray for the Holy Father and the Holy See, those officials to wise up and see the lie for what it is, what is happening to Christians and Catholics in China, and especially others that are facing clear violations of human rights and religious freedom. May the Holy See get out of this Chinese Vatican deal with the Chinese communist, and may they pivot 180 degrees. May they speak clearly about it. May they tell the truth about it. The current Vatican's foreign policy towards China is an utter failure. They should reverse course because we have a track record and a playbook of success on how to deal with these communist thugs. And we have that under St. John Paul II. If only occasionally we could follow that successful playbook, we would gain back that moral voice of the world that we had before and of that moral voice that is the successor to the Apostle Peter. Let us pray. Let us hope. And especially let us pray for the Chinese Catholics and all Christians in China who depend on it. St. John Paul II, pray for us. Thank you for joining us. We hope you enjoyed this Theory to Action podcast. Be sure to check out our show page at teammojoacademy.com, where we have everything we discussed in this podcast, as well as other great resources. Until next time, keep getting your mojo on. Are you a voracious reader who yearns for a deeper understanding of your favorite books? Or perhaps you're a busy professional seeking to enrich your knowledge, but short on time. The Mojo Academy 2.0 is your perfect solution. Our revamped service now includes beautifully designed monthly written reviews and PDF format to accompany our popular audio reviews. These aren't just summaries. These are comprehensive and insightful explorations of each book, packed with the actual quotes from the book to enhance your understanding. With usually six to nine pages per review, they are perfect reference tools to take your learning to the next level. Get your free Mojo Academy review in written format at teammojoacademy.com or click on today's show notes for that free link. Again, teammojoacademy.com or click on today's show notes, and you will see the link for the free written review. Get yours today.